I've got a question for you. What is it in life that delights you? Delight. If you were thinking about that word, what pops into your head? What do you think about when you're when you're not worrying about things or thinking on negative things, but you're just your mind has some moments just to think and think about what delights you? What in this world is good to you and what what makes life good? What delights you? This week I was reading Psalm 37, and uh, in that Psalm, David uses that word delight, and he's going to tell us what our, where our delight should be. Let's read it together. By the way, I'm Greg O'Neill, and welcome to Choir Talks. Thank you for joining me today. Choir Talks is a podcast weekly from Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi. Here's Psalm 37. It starts this way. It starts with the negative instead of the delight. He says, Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither, and like green plants, they will soon die away. Uh, it's a warning here at the beginning. Psalm 37 is one of the wisdom psalms. And uh, so he's, he is the wise teacher giving us warning of what to avoid, and that is to not fret. I never use that word. I bet you don't either, probably. So fret uh, in the original language means to get all churned up about, to burn over. Uh, so he, he says, don't fret when you see evil people succeeding. Now, all of us, when we see evil in the world, um, it's okay to have a, a holy, righteous anger against evil. But fretting comes from here in this verse looking at the people who do evil and believing that um, they are getting away with it or they are uh, succeeding in spite of their being evil. And, and uh, that just goes against what, the way we would normally see the world and uh, as we think of God as being a righteous God. So um, he warns us, don't, don't fret or don't burn when uh, you see evil people apparently succeeding. Fretting leads to anger and disillusionment, and it leads to a false narrative about uh, who God is and what he does in the world. David's um, warning here is that um, that the, the evildoers are like the grass or the green plants. So like if you put yourself in David's land here, it's a very arid place, but there there's a rainy season, and during the rainy season, there are green vegetation that that comes up easily, but it doesn't last very long because when the rainy season is over, it becomes arid again, and and just as quickly all that is gone. So he is saying, you know, the, the those who do evil that seem in your eyes to succeed, there's a temporariness to uh, the success that they're having. And then in verse 3, he gives us the contrast. So if that's the negative, here's the positive. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Um, so a fretful heart is not a trusting heart. So a fretful person focuses on the outside or the people outside of myself. But here he says that my eyes need to be on the Lord and that he is trustworthy and we can trust him. So he says that what we should do is trust the Lord and uh, do good and dwell in the land. This, this word dwell in the land or that phrase comes up two or three times in this psalm, and it's, 
it's hearkening back to the idea that God has given his people a land of blessing, the promised land that they were that they were to move into. And uh, so when he says dwell in the land here, he's he, it's a picture of reminding us that that God has blessed us. He is he had, in their case given them this promised blessed land and that they need to enjoy the blessings that God has given them and not become envious of people on the outside. In fact, if they were to leave that land instead of what he says here to dwell that land, that would be the same as not trusting God uh, to move away from that that bountiful, blessed land when there comes trouble or when you see something on the outside would be saying, what God has provided me is not enough. And that's the opposite of trusting. So he says, trust in the Lord. And here's the verse that I really wanted to mention. Verse four says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. So back to my original question, what what do you delight in? It's that thing that just captures your attention when you just have those timeless moments to, to think and just to dwell. What is what is that thing that your your mind goes to? Um, I delight in my grandson. Now you've been uh, following this podcast. That's no surprise to you. I mentioned him often in here, um, but you know, like uh, when I see him, I just delight in who he is and what he does and what he says. Uh, and when I'm away from him. It's not unusual for me to think about him and wonder what he's doing and to pull out my pictures and to see the last pictures I took of him. Um, oh, that I had that same kind of delight, to delight in the Lord, just to wonder about him and to think about him uh, in those those quiet moments. I think that's the picture that David is, is um, painting for us here, delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I learned this verse as a as a child. I had to memorize it, um, and I really liked this verse. But when I read it, it was sort of like this. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Uh, I sort of read it in a way that I think is kind of a human way to, to read it, in that I saw the last half of the verse as a thing to latch on to, that this, this verse was like a formula to help me get to the good life, which was the desires of my heart. Um, and it is in a way, but I skipped over the good part. The good part is delight yourself in the Lord. That's the part that makes life good. That's the part not to be skipped over is when we delight in the Lord that, um, that we enjoy God's blessings. If we, if we, um, look to enjoy the blessings of God without knowing the blesser, the one who gives those good things, then that's really, that's what idolatry is. We're focusing on the things of life rather than on the one who gives us those things. So the warning was not to fret about evildoers. To fret, to fret is to delight or want to have the things that I don't have or the things that I see in other people. To delight in the Lord is to delight in the giver of life not the stuff of life. So here's some thoughts. How do I, how do I delight in the Lord? If, if I've piqued your interest in thinking this thought, what would you do to go about delighting in the Lord? Um, well, here's some things that you might think about. Uh, first of all, seek the Lord, look for him, 
search him out, God in his ways. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus kind of restates this verse Psalm 30, from Psalm 37. when He says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It's pretty similar to Psalm 37.4, right? And so as he restates it, he says, seek God first in, his, in the things of God. So uh, that, that makes sense to me as a beginning point. How can I delight in the Lord? Just seek him out in your everyday life. I love Hebrews chapter 11, that faith chapter. And there's a, there's a phrase in there in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 6, that says that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. So delight yourself in the Lord by seeking him, and he will reward you. Uh, another thought is uh, to cel- celebrate past victories. And the reason why I say that is that the Psalms are so full of writers who delighted in the Lord and wrote these beautiful songs, but they're so full of when they delight in the Lord, they often look back to say, this is what God has done. And so that seems to be a key to me to delighting in the Lord is as you think about him, uh, also think about what he's done. Uh, read those psalms and and get some of those thoughts from the psalm writers. Uh, give thanks for what he has done in your life, and that will often help you to delight not only in what he's done, but in what he is doing in your presence and who he is in your life. And then I would say, uh, well, the word for me would be worship or spend time with God in his presence. Um, this Psalm 37 is a Psalm of David. Well, here's another Psalm from uh, verse four from Psalm 27 says, one thing I ask from the Lord and one thing I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Um, here's, here's David saying, hey, if I could just be in God's presence, the temple was the place where God's presence dwelled, dwelt. Uh, and so David says, if I could just be in there, I would just just delight in gazing and knowing who God is, gazing on his beauty, seeing him and just resting in his presence. And then lastly, um, I would say that this seems counterintuitive, but if I'm going to delight in the Lord, um, well, the words of David over and over in the Psalms are to delight in his law or doing his will or being obedient. In Psalm 40, David says, I delight to do your will, O God. Um, That seems counterintuitive, but the more that we uh, surrender and yield our lives to him and become obedient to uh, God's ways, uh, the the more that we will delight in him. Um, And then that just draws me to the example of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, it says, for the joy for the delight set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Uh, as he did the Father's will, there was a joy in that sacrifice for Jesus. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Have a great day.